At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Father's Day special. Good week, Hal. That's okay. right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, can you hear me? I, oh, I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, so, hey, how was your Father's Day? It was great. Did you, did you get any good gifts? Did you get any? I got a six-pack of Pepsi. I got a bunch of candy. Um. I'm trying to think of what else, you know, just you know, I mean, the stuff that's important to me. That's what I got. Sounds like Easter, man. This is not like Father's Day. Uh-huh. Sounds like Easter. Well, you know, I, I I run on about three things, Pepto, Pepsi, and chocolate. So, you know, that's that sounds pretty good. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. that if if that's what life could be, I don't know about the Pepto. But uh, the Pepsi and the you chocolate. You drink a bunch of cho- pep, drink enough Pepsi and, and eat enough chocolate, and you're gonna need the Pepto. It goes <laughs> hand in hand. Uh, you know? uh, maybe that's the new Pepsi flavor, Pepto Pepsi. Just get, uh, just knock them out both at the same time. Yeah, maybe it's gonna coat and soothe. Coat and did did the kids or the wife take you out for dinner or anything? Or they no, just expect Pepsi and chocolate. This is what I had to do. I had to get up. I had a kid at Cup Boy Scout camp last night, and I had to go up. You know, Friday night, and then I had to go up and get him this morning. I had to get out of bed early and go get him so he could go to church, so I could bring him to church camp. I put two hundred eighty-five miles on my truck from. 
I don't remember, 3 o'clock on Friday to 3 o'clock on Sunday, and I didn't drive it at all on Saturday, I think. I don't remember how it worked, but 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 I was just driving around. What I do, you know, I support OPEC. Support OPEC. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had to get up and go down early and go down to out in the sticks, about 45 minutes from here, go down to Cub Boy Scout camp, not Cub Scout, Boy Scout camp. He was packed up, ready to go. I had to drive him home, feed him, so he could take a shower and take a nap, so I could get him up at three to drive him sixty-five or eighty miles the other direction for a week-long church camp. Or well, you know, church. you know, it sounds like you know you're putting him, gonna make him a responsible, independent kid through Cub Boy Scouts, and then Boy you Scouts. know, bring him up a little bit, uh, you know, give him a little bit of of religion there. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. And, and well, it's, it, at church camp, it was a, it was a, they call it ranch hand. So it was horse. It was horse. Um, it, you know, it had a horse component, right? They're riding or trail riding. It's on this 600 acre church camp facility. It's not. It, so if it's I had a helicopter, he's going to dude ranch. He ain't going to yes, church it, camp. He's by helicopter, dude. it's. My helicopter is about 30 miles, 38 miles from my house, but by by the Missouri Department of Transportation Road System, it's about 90 oh, or not 90. I don't know. It just did crooked and 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 uh, anyhow, I don't know where I was going with this. Where was I going with that? You, you, you spent a lot of time on the road. Yes. Drinking. Drinking Pepsi and eating chocolate. I've got a 2016 F-150 is my sort of car. And I got it turned 208,000 miles today. Good Lord. Uh-huh. And you know what? Uh, in this day and age, as scarce as trucks are, you could probably get more as much as... Uh, my brother told me a, a couple months ago. My brother told me a couple months ago I could send it to the sale and... Now I bought it used, but he told me he thought I could get about twelve thousand more than I paid for it a few years ago when it had almost no miles on it. But my other truck, my transmission, my my I got an old Chevy that I've had for years that that the transmission started slipping on. It's got three hundred and seventy four thousand, and it's just now starting to act up. Wow! And that's because some squirrels built the because I was driving this blue one. The squirrel, I didn't drive my, my Chevy for, I don't know, about six weeks last year. And when I started it up, it idled funny. And and these squirrels had, I had to haul a bunch of heavy lumber. These squirrels had built a nest, or chipmunks had built a giant nest right up on the, on the intake and chewed into my, t- my throttle position wires and some other stuff. So I went ahead and got my lumber. What? I'm just laughing because I, I just I ran a few me. errands. That this is what I did. I ran a few errands, spliced the wires back together, and got it to idle back down, and and went and got some more stuff. And it was it was it wasn't shifting correctly. It would I would have to um, I'd have to manually shift it. So by the time I finally got it into a professional, he said, "Hey, this is the deal. These when the TPS goes out, he said this is common in." Um, S10s and and smaller ones, people think they're having transmission trouble and they have a TPS or opposition sensor trouble, which tells the ECM, the electronic control module, the computer, 
out of the shit how the transmission and he said they keep driving it and then in a in a burn the transmission up and he said that's what you've done here you've kept driving it had you not drove it one foot except for bringing it straight in here to fix the tps and fix these wires it probably would not have went out so do not bad mouth this truck for the transmission going out when it's only had got three hundred seventy four thousand miles on well he's got a point right because I started bad mouth and he said this thing is, is is a cherry. So I was I, I, I so I priced the transmission when it in last June or July. It was gonna be eighteen hundred bucks. My little brother said that old truck ain't worth it. It's a ninety-nine. He said that old truck ain't out and didn't have any rust on it. He said, old truck ain't worth it. Anyway, I just didn't need it because I got this F one fifty to drive around. And most of the time my wife actually drives the F-150, and I drive an Impala, but I don't want—I don't want to erode my listeners' confidence in my manhood. So, um, <laughs> so the other day, I took it to—I called up uh, a friend of my dead brother's. Actually, the week my brother died, my brother said, "Go over here, and they'll give you a good deal." And I went over there, and it was twenty-five hundred dollars to get your engine rebuilt. So I went back to the first people that quoted me 1800, who's a great transmission place that did some other work for me. And they said, no, it's 2,500 now, Jeff. You should have had it last year. This is freaking inflation. Parts, if we can get it, it's 2,500 bucks. I don't even know how we got on that subject. How do we get on that subject? Driving. Yes, that's what I do. I drive around and wait on children and... <laughs> well, you, well you, talking about the, you talking about those squirrels. Reminded yeah. me of two stories that remind that had something to do with what you and I were talking about before we got on the air. And <clears throat> before we got on the air, I was telling you that in, in longtime listeners of the show will remember, will will know of my good buddy Todd, uh-huh. who the last couple of years, you know, we usually go to the Outer Banks together, right? Our families vacation and we've done episodes a couple of years i think in a row from the outer banks and uh so of course you know this this you know when we're planning our vacation this year I, I tell them i'm like listen you know these are the weeks i can possibly go i don't i, I have more flexibility than than most at our office at, you know at the post office because i'm third in seniority so usually i can get what i want and we said the only week we can't go was this, you know, this such and such week. Well, he picks the week that we can't go. Well, first and, of all, maybe I, he misread you or maybe he's trying. And I told you this earlier. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. Yeah, he might be trying to tell me something. Okay. Although we've been searching for months now. We're, we're looking at trying to just buy, finally just buy a house down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wait till and, and, he crashes a little bit. It's pretty high oh, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him. I told him. I said, hey, look, we we needed a 10 to 20% um, adjustment <laughs> in the housing prices down there. Cause, yes. Because what we – I mean, he and I have been going down there, oh, geez, for 10, 11 years. We, it was the first time he and I went down there together. And, uh, the you know – Obviously, prices have gone up, but just in the past three or four years, what what, what still could have got you on the beach now is like across the road. 
you know, and not even right. right across the road. It's like third row, you know. So it's like it, pricing pricing for that has gone a little bit crazy. But um, but so that took us to you know he he wanted to he wanted to jump on with us this week, and he said he'd been saving up some garbage truck stories. And you know, last time people kind of dug some of his garbage truck stories, and so I thought we'd we'd have him back on. But then you and I were talking and about Father's Day and how I had driven to a place. We had dinner. Um, some of our Ohio listeners will, will know uh, of a town called New Regal that has uh, the New Regal Cafe is very famous for its ribs. And so we, you know, we went up there for for ribs. Took uh, um, me and my stepdad, my future father-in-law, my future brother-in-law, you know, all the dads in the family. And, um, but to do that, I had to drive through the old community or uh, I say the community. old community used to, I used to live in, or I grew up in and the mm-hmm. old community that Todd and I picked a lot of garbage up back in the day. And, um, which made me think, and then, so I was thinking of that. And then you said those stories about the starting up with the uh, squirrel and it reminded me of two stories when I was still living at home and working on the garbage truck with Todd one night I I just I got this new car or it was new to me whatever but it was a, it was a I think gosh it wasn't it was a two it was a uh, 200 SX Right, Nissan. Yeah, like a Nissan. N- oh yeah, Nissan 240. Was it a 240? Was it? Yeah, I, was say, I think they had a 200, two, but then the 240. It was a, two, it was a 240, 240, and then SX. a 280. Remember, then there was a 280. Wait, wait uh, you had the SX, not the ZX. I had the SX. I had. Okay, that, that was, was the, the 300. That was the, that was the weak car. Seat. Yeah, that was the weak car. It wasn't SS. It was a 240 SX. It was 200 SX. I had a 240. It was a 240 SX. A little two seater, basically. It had a back seat, but you couldn't do nothing in that. It was real. It was the nicest car I ever owned, and my mom helped me buy it. And, the nicest uh, car you've ever owned? No, it was at that point in time. Okay. Because remember, I'm coming off a a, a Chevy Citation, yep. a AMC Pacer, and then when my dad, when I went to college, my dad got me a Plymouth Horizon. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I get this. So I got the Plymouth Horizon. My mom helps me buy this 240SX. And I let the Plymouth Horizon set for a little bit until it starts snowing and getting bad. Okay. Which is really when you want to start driving something like that. No. (laughs) That was the worst car. I, you know, how many times I wrecked that into things in the snow because it was so bad on the snow and ice. Um, but I, but it was, I, uh, it snowed one night and I got up, you know, it's like one, two o'clock in the morning when I'd go over to get, uh, to get in the garbage truck with Todd and I go to get in this Plymouth horizon. I had not driven probably in a month or something. And I go to start it up and I see this spark, like this flat, this spark, like from underneath the, uh, the floor, you know, the dashboard. And all of a sudden, smoke just starts pouring through the through the vents, 
And I mean, okay. it smells terrible. I think the thing is like an electrical fire. Yeah. And I turn it off and I, 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 I just got to leave it. And I go, you know, I take this, drive this car that I shouldn't be driving in the snow, you know, whatever. I get back home and my old man, I'm like, you know, he was, you know, he was in the cars and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and he crawled in there and your mice had built nests in the engine. And when I hit, when I started it, it caught the paper and all the other crap they had stuffed in there on fire. And it burnt, th- it burnt through all that. And that's what the smoke was coming, coming through. So the car didn't catch on fire, just a little rat's nest did. It was just a rat's, or mouse's, mice, mouse nest. So that caught on fire, you know, but I didn't know. I didn't know anything about cars. Here I thought I was going to come back and the thing was going to be, you know, melted to the ground. You know, but I had to go. I had to get to work. I didn't have any time to mess around. I didn't have time to go back in and wake up mom and dad. And there's no you left earlier. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. Of course. So hey, you sound like my mom and dad. <clears throat> yeah, that's what <laughs> you left earlier. Uh huh. The, then there was one night earlier that summer where I was driving the 240SX, and we we lived out on one of those houses that had the great big like. Uh, had a pole light out in the front that when the yep. light, you know, when the yep. it gets dark, the light down the dusk. Yeah. Okay. Well, that light for some reason was out. I don't remember what was going on. We had some, there was something going on that that light was getting, that pole had been removed, whatever. So it's pitch black. I mean, I lived, I was one of two houses on the whole mile. So, I mean, it was pitch black. And I go out to get in this car, in this car, and my mom and dad were watching uh, a guy who my dad worked with. Um, oh God, it wasn't they're not they weren't Saint Bernard, but it was it, it was from the Saint Bernard family. Like the uh, Pyrenees, or what color was it? Oh, it was jet black. Oh. Um, it was a huge, huge dog. It was not a St. Bernard. I cannot remember what it was, but they loved the water or whatever. But, but these people were building a house and had moved into an apartment in the town and they could keep this dog there. So they, you know, they're like, Hey, can the dog stay out at your house? And so I walked out and it's pitch black and the thing's black as it is. And, uh, I'm like trying to see where this you know, where the dog, you know, I figured it had to be somewhere. I don't see it. I get in this car. And you, so you know how low to the ground those 240 SXs mm-hmm. were. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I, I remember seeing them. I don't think I was ever in one because I had, uh, like, I had two, I had, a, I have a bunch of ZX stories. 280 ZX. Yeah, I have a bunch of ZX stories. So okay, okay. Well, since I but tell I can this imagine one. they're the same, just not as cool. <laughs> well, well, I I don't see. I get in and I pull forward, and that goes. I hear this, mm. and it's a big bump. Well, here the dog had laid down underneath the front of the car, in front of the tires. And I just ran him right over. I just pulled right over top of him. Did he get hurt? Uh, well, it it was. So here's the problem. It was so dark. I couldn't see him. Um, I 
I didn't know what to do because he was so big. I almost couldn't. I couldn't pull him out from underneath the car. Usually they'll pull themselves out. Dogs are pretty resilient. Well, he he would not pull. He he just couldn't do it. And I reached under there, and he kind of growled at me. Of course, I just ran him over. And the only thing I could do was keep driving. Keep keep driving. So it's terrible. So I so run I run him over twice. Run him over twice. Oomph. He Did he get up and up, run after that? Got up, took off running, and he he was so mad at me he wouldn't even come near me for the next three weeks. <laughs> Didn't hurt him. I'm going to tell you that might be the worst story we've ever talked about here. I mean, we might lose fans <laughs> over that. The dog. Hey, look, dog didn't hurt the dog at all. Did you know the, him? He maybe he was emotionally. He didn't come back to you, so that ought to tell you something. Uh, well, maybe he knew I was going to become a mailman. I don't know. Maybe he just knew. Maybe that's what spurred me on to become a mailman because I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he uh, didn't didn't hurt him a lick physically. Although you're claiming mentally, maybe scarred. I don't know. You know, I asked my father-in-law today because he was here for Father's Day. I have a big groundhog that's in my backyard. There's a rifle laying in my kitchen up against, leaning up against the back door. And he says, you know, he's kind of a gun guy or whatever. And normally I, I, I stash him out a little better than that, you know. But this one's right there by the, the slider to go out on the deck overlooking the pool, you know. He said, we got there. And, and I was getting a lens wipe, you know, those Zeiss lens wipes they sell down in little cartons to wipe your reading glasses off. I was getting yeah. a lens wipe. Everybody else was downstairs and outside. I got a lens wipe and decided that because when you, when you lean a gun like it up in the house and over time, it gets a lot of, a lot of, uh, dust on the scope lens. Right. Okay. And I was getting this wipe and I wiped my glasses off and I thought why it was still moist. I walked over and cleaned that scope off. My father-in-law says, we got there. And I said, Oh, it's just a little two twenty three, you know, uh, I had bought it for my oldest boy. Um, when his AR-15 failed one time, I bought him this, this on killing this deer. I bought him a little youth model, Savage um, Axis 223, which don't mean anything to some people, but others will know what I'm talking about. It's just an economical gun. They sell them at Walmart and stuff. <laughs> but he said, "Is it you got you 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 after something?" And I said, "Well, I'm a you know Charlie was that's my youngest boy." I said, there's a groundhog. And I said, you know, every day I watch this groundhog out there just doing groundhog stuff, right? <laughs> and and when I tell you groundhogs, not so much now, but when I lived over by the golf course, there was I lived a mile and a half from down what we call HH, down the bend. It took me a mile and a half to get up to the main road. And sometimes I'd count 16 or golf courses on both sides of the road. Sometimes I'd count, the most I ever counted was 17 groundhogs in that mile and a half. Holy crap. Okay, so when I tell you there's groundhogs, I'm talking, and, and, and one of the kids' dads who plays on my kids' baseball team, he told me the day that he'd killed five or seven of them this year. He lives right down the road, pretty nice neighborhood, that he'd killed five or seven of them. And I just, you know, I just kind of let him be. But my 
dog, my youngest dog hates them. She goes bananas. And my youngest boy, for whatever, my boys try to shoot them. And the funny, not really funny part is you kill one and in a week or two, there'll be another one back. So they might be ex- not necessarily extraterrestrial, but they may be some kind of a uh, voodoo thing. So I counted nine or 10 days in a row that just a groundhog was out there. And I was watching him the other day and my son come running there and goes, dad, guess what? Guess what's in the backyard? And I said, a groundhog, you know about it? I said, yeah, he's right there. I watched him. I thought about naming him, but I don't know what you name a groundhog. <laughs> and my son, when he was telling me this, he had this, I got a, I keep a 17 HMR. There's kind of my, you know, my yard gun. Uh, <clears throat> And he's, but it's, it, the, the, the magazine's not in it. So my son's got the gun. He's looking for the magazine with the bullets. So I walked in to get the magazine because I keep his stuff separate because, you know, they're, you know, kids and such. I know this is a probably bad subject nowadays with kids and guns, but that's kind of the way mine are sort of raised because that's the way I was raised. So <clears throat> I said, here, if you're going to shoot him, use this one. And I, I, Pulled out the 223 and I said, and he, he missed this groundhog. Now he killed one last year on the run, twice the distance. But for some reason, I could, he got screwed up because my wife, I guess when the spring got here, she put the screens back in on the master bedroom. I keep the screens out of the window. That way, all you got to do is slide the window just about a quarter of an inch, stick the barrel through it, and you can whack. You know, my kids killed five or six deer in the backyard like that, and and just whatever, you know. Out the bedroom. Out, out the, the bedroom. Oh, yeah, I've got <laughs> 15, 18 yards. I got some on video I can't show because the, the weak listers, not really necessarily weak listers. It's just not. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not very yeah. sporting. It's not very sporting. You know what I mean? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, I've seen the biggest deer, and my kids killed some big deer, okay? Because I got a as you know, I got a little place in North Missouri and, and I've seen some big deer. The biggest deer I ever saw on the foot with a gun was in my backyard. When did I get in my pool? Last year or two years ago. The 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 December that I got my pool put in and we had 
this fancy, not necessarily sod, but we had fancy grass planted all the way around it. You know what I'm saying? And they were up there eating in it, and and this just giant buckle of like the Hartford red deer, elk, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Killed the Hartford. I didn't kill it. They ran off that road. Yeah, I I thought about it because I haven't shot a deer in a long time because my kids all do, and you know by the time my kids shoot two or three deer, I just not I'm just tired of messing with them. You know, I got to clean them, help them clean them, drag them. You know. When I had my foreign exchange student, you know, I had a foreign exchange student here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I had yeah, my foreign right. exchange student, she thought it was, she was from Asia. She was from uh, uh, Taiwan. She, you couldn't, you couldn't kill enough deer for her. Like she, she, to, like she, she liked got, to eat them or she just Yes, she eat. got such a kick out of for two things. She was definitely scared of guns, right? Definitely yeah. scared of guns. And... The fact that my son had the ability to just just slide the can open, right, mm-hmm. and and shoot one of these, it just she just and then and then I guess meat is sort of a luxury in that part of the world, you know what I mean? Okay, I guess. No, really, I mean, I guess it's you know they don't have thousands of of cows roaming around or you know they just don't have a lot of meat right uh, well they're what wait, wait a second they eat chicken <laughs> fish they're not, they're not just the government's just not killing off well would we, how many head of cattle did you say that the, I, the article said 10,000 i don't know that's it. what the article says and, and i know to we got a few listeners that i'm close to that think it's a government conspiracy. And at first I said, I said, no, there's no way. Right. Yeah. I thought, well, it had to be lightning. But then I started reading about some of You know, it made a lot of sense because I got up and let the dogs out one night. That that night they supposedly died. And now they're in Kansas, which is next to Missouri. But I let the dog out at 1235 or whatever. And it was hot at midnight. Oh, yeah. And I listened to this guy say the reason why two things are couple things they're they're on a big feed lot with no trees and no shade as opposed to how come the cows out here in the country did you know what i mean because they're laying in ponds or they're laying up underneath shade trees but the, they had a couple of nights there that they just it just never cooled them off at night you know what i mean mm-hmm. there was no uh and then i got to thinking well maybe as inefficient as the government is maybe because i think i told you it, america as I understand it, hold on, let me get my things in my head right here. They kill like between forty and sixty thousand cows a day in America. Probably. Okay. So here I'm gonna Google it up here with my Google Master just to make sure. Um, um and and the fact that Uh, what would you call it? Butchered or processed? Processed, probably. Butchering would be more like taking it to to the guy down the road, right? So, hey, Which is what I did with some deer in the yard. That that the Taiwanese that, uh, girl. That the Taiwanese girl. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. This is telling me pounds. I don't want pounds from the USDA. I want. Okay, let's just, how many work days are there in a year? Oh, God. 
How many Let's just say days? 50. Uh-huh. There's 52, there's 52 weeks, so 250 days. Just to be safe. How many would you want we want to call it? 250. There's got to be more than that, isn't there? Well, hold on. Where's 52 52 weeks, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so so basically, if, if there's 2,900,000, 2. 2.94 million okay. cows are killed in America, 20, that was two, let's say 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just stick with that. Hold on a second. 2,940,000. Divide. Somebody's already screaming the answer out. 11,000. Well, I had it a while ago. I just wanted to make sure, double check it. Okay. 11,760 cows. Okay. A, a so, day. A day. Which I don't understand that because I just seen where the USDA is giving this outfit in South North Dakota or South Dakota approval to build a big processing plant that's going to kill 8,000 a day. So either they're not reporting all this stuff for tax purposes or something. I mean, because <laughs> if this one outfit can kill 8,000 a day, but okay, whatever. Typical farmer math. They're the only people I know with giant laying all the land, all the new trucks, all the new tractors, and they're broke. They never make any money. Well, it's because they spend it on all the new tractors. Okay. Land and truck. But what I was going is, so they didn't even kill enough. The government conspiracy to put us in a food shortage didn't even kill enough for one day. Yeah, to knock out one day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They weren't even, so maybe it is a government conspiracy. Because it was done so half-assed. Well, as of... <laughs> As of last year, in 2021, there were 1 billion head of cattle in the world. Is that what you're reading there? Now, yeah, that's up from up 11 million from... So how many cows are killed? Yeah, you the same thing, 29 million. Oh, God. Now, wait a second. <laughs> I think now, you're seeing how many is alive, not how many. No, no, no. I just was. So, but now, wait a second. Now, how? Now, PETA. This Now, okay. I'm all about for the ethical treatment of animals. Okay. Because, you know, something. But, but when you're processing, making something for food. How about this wording? In the U.S., more than 29 million cows suffer and die in the meat and dairy industries every year. Now, does that mean they die? So is that 29 million or 2.94? Because my thing said 2.94 while ago in the, in the decimal point in the wrong place means a lot. Okay, but we'll, okay, but listen to this. In the U.S., more than 29 million cows suffer and die in the meat and dairy industries every year. Does that mean that 29 million die that they don't intend to die? You know, like they're, you know, it's a milk cow and it's out there and it dies of starvation. You know what I'm saying? How that's how that's word. It does not say 29 million cows are processed for meat. I don't understand that. But, you know, I do like the number better because of 29 million cows. Because I'm looking at something here. The United States. Look, if there's a billion, if there's a billion head of cattle in the world. That's a thousand million. 29 
billion in the just the United States isn't even a drop in the bucket. Well, I think it's means we're killing twenty nine million because I'm reading this thing. Hold on, back to the original thing. If if they're killing twenty nine million a year, that's one hundred sixteen thousand a day. So then that's ten thousand, and even ten percent of one day. So so that's that's really half ass. But this thing right here says I'm reading the Meat Institute, uh, Feeding America, the United States Meat Industry at a glance. It says in 2017, the meat and poultry industry processed 9 billion, with a B, chicken. That's 9,000 million for you millennials that don't know <laughs> that there's a thousand million and a billion. So 9,000 million chickens, 32.2 million cow, cows and calves. 241.1 million turkeys, 2.2 million sheep and lambs, and 121 million hogs. Holy cow, we killed more, four times more hogs. So, number, you want to hear what the f- top killing states are? Who do you think What's, it is for turkeys? Ooh, for turkeys. I always heard say, this, and I didn't I'm believe say, it until I'm, I'm reading it. I'm going to say Indiana or Illinois. Uh, turkeys. I mean, Minnesota. Really? Okay. Yep. And how about hogs? Oh, gosh. That's this one. That's got to be, well, I would say Ohio. It's Iowa. Oh, that was my first choice. And I thought you were tricking me. And because I, my one buddy owns a huge, huge pig operation here. Okay. Cattle is guess where? It's got to be in like Nebraska or somewhere, doesn't it? It is Nebraska. That's right. And where do you think the number one chicken killing state is? Oh, dear Lord, chickens. And I don't know why this, I understand why the, I understand where the top three are, where they're at, but I don't understand where this one's, where it's at. I'm going to say Arkansas. Uh, Georgia. Well, I don't know that. I don't know why that. Because I know that, you know, in cattle, the the number one. Isn't Purdue chicken in Arkansas or somewhere? You mean Tyson? Tyson? Oh, I thought it was, who's Sonny Purdue? It was, uh, no, what's the one that starts with a C? It was buddies with the Clintons. Don't know. They don't know. Campbell soup. Chicken no, soup. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've told you my chicken stories about the Campbell soup chickens. No. Well, let's hear. Campbell oh, soup my chickens. gosh. We're going to have to end, end on it. But let me finish this. <laughs> the number one, the state that produces the most cattle that are born is Texas. The number two state is Missouri. The reason why they're killing them in Nebraska and in, in hogs in Iowa, I don't understand what turkeys eat. If they have to be close to a food source to fatten them up, you know what I mean? They're, they're moving them. They're hauling all these livestock up to these places so they can set them right close to the food source so they can feed them on these giant feed operations. And they've got to be near lots of grain. I don't know what they're feeding chickens in Georgia. Peanuts? I mean, I, Peanuts? You, you could be. Could be. I don't know. When I was a little kid, there was a place called Jonas. We called it a chicken ranch, but it was just Jonas's was a family name. had this chicken farm, had these big chicken operations, and they had these laying hens. It was an egg deal where they had like three three layers of of pen chickens. These giant linear barns, but all oh, the okay, pens yeah, were yeah. in their individual yeah. It's about twice the size, three times the size of a milk crate, right? And there was three tiers. What I mean by that is there was three of them stacked on top. So one chicken was like belt level, and one the second chicken was breast level, and the last chicken was about face level. 
to a 14, 15 year old. Okay. Yeah. And then in, in, and then had a way that when they had this egg, nine out of 10 of them rolled out of that nest into this giant conveyor belt. And these barns are probably, I don't know, a couple hundred feet long, right? They're, they're like 40 feet wide and, and a couple hundred feet long. So they're at the end of these conveyor belts, they're getting like hundreds, thousands of eggs a day, right? Thousands of eggs a day. So they had a chicken rotation that, and I don't remember if it was every six months or every nine months, but you would do word of mouth. People would say, hey, if you're not doing anything, you know, in the summer, it could be any day of the week. During the fall or the spring, it was always on a Saturday. Never on a Sunday. It was a one-day deal, and they'd say, hey, if you want to work down the chicken ranch, show up at there at 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And you would show up however you got a ride. You got to drive. So you would be, you would get off almost, you know, I don't know how to say this disparaging. You know where you see these these on TV or the movies always say there's, you know, there's 25 Hispanic guys sitting outside of a Home Depot and a dude comes and picks them up in a truck. Yeah. To, okay. go, to go on job site. Yeah. Yes. Imagine people just driving around on the way to the chicken ranch and picking up all these teenagers because I'm, <laughs> I think they used to pay us, I think it was 40 bucks and I don't even know how long we worked. Right. But when, but in 1984, 40 bucks to a 13 year old was some a, money. That's a lot of money, man. You know what I mean? You could buy four cassette tapes. You could, you could go to the movies for two bucks. That was money. And you weren't, you weren't old enough to, we weren't old enough to drive. So you right. And they paid you cash at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, these, these old German farmers paid you cash, but you were there with a bunch of teenagers. And what they would do is whichever barn was death row that day. And what they always told us was, so you would walk in and you'd reach into these crates and you'd pull this chicken that's lived its whole life in this little nest there, and you'd have to grab her and 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 carry them to the outside and put them in these crates that these guys would stack on an eighteen wheeler, right? Yeah. And what made people like me good because I have big hands. You're holding this chicken. You pull this chicken out and you hold her upside down and put her put her little chicken feet and the web of your finger, right? Yeah. So if you're very big at all, you can basically hold it bare minimum. One, two, three, four. You could hold eight chickens, seven or eight chickens. If you doubled up, you could hold 10, 12. Now you're holding them upside down. Oh, and what? This just sounds like... This sounds it terrible. sounds brutal, right? It sounds terrible. <laughs> but you... But like somebody like me, and it got to be where you were trying to out chicken everybody, right? Like I'm going to carry more chickens than you because I got real hands and you got ten year old hands. Because some of these kids be young, you know. Some of these families, you know, you got ten, eleven, twelve Catholic kids in the family. You'd be there from seventeen on to down to five. You know what I mean? These little kids would be trying to carry little chickens out or whatever. But they always told us we we would. They said. These things had a lifespan of laying, and I don't know what that lifespan was, but where they were going was Chick Campbell's chicken noodle soup and that chicken soup. And that's what made me think about that when you said something about Campbell's chicken soup. So they didn't even get the good chickens. They just right, because, to... because 
because apparently you're eating chickens, right? The ones that you have this organic chicken breast, whatever you got. I just looked them up. I just looked them up. Those are a different chicken than the laying chickens. Yep. Yeah. Look at those things. They have one. Their lifespan is only about eight to 14 weeks if you read about them. So don't even get into the reading of that stuff. Hey, listen, the girl, the the girls, um, you know, who I spoke about last Uh episode and who, you know, of yes. course, I haven't haven't heard from yes. them today on Father's Day, um, uh-huh. but anyway, um, they had uh, they always took chickens to the fair. It was yeah. the easiest project, six weeks, and those chickens were ready to butcher after six weeks. So, yes. so I've you'd been... have to like for chicken project, you'd have to get sixty chickens, and each one of them that you had to take a pen. Is what they called a pen. So it had to be three chickens per girl. So you'd have to get it take thirty chickens to get three. And and the thing, the secret to the chicken thing is uh, they all had to have the same about the same weight and feel the same in the breast. And so the rest of the chickens, you know, you'd have like uh, they'd take a pen of like eight pound eight pounders. So three of them would be eight pounds. So you'd have these chickens. Some of them weigh nine, ten. Some of them weigh seven. But as soon as they picked the ones out that they were taking to the fair, boom, the other ones went right to this lady. And she, she was a big old German lady in this mm-hmm. town. And get, get the name of this town. This name of this town is Dunquat. Okay. What was it called? I'm going to put my other headphone on. What? Dunquat. Dunquat or Dunplopped? Dun, no, the chicken's Dunplopped. The little town was named Dunquat, okay, which I grew up pretty near to. And What's that t- mean in whatever language? Uh, I never looked it up because I just I have to look that up. But it's German, I'm sure it is. And uh, take these ch- chickens, and you'd go into this lady's barn, and you, you know it's the kind of deal where I, if I'm not there, you just go in the barn and put the chickens here and and shut the door behind you. Uh huh. Maybe and put a little walk- slip of paper with your name on it. Yeah, and you'd walk uh-huh. into this barn. And you start looking around. It'd be like stumbling upon like the mad doctor's laboratory. Yeah, you know. And you'd kind of yeah. like look around, like, "Wait a second, what's that used for? What's what's that used for?" And then you just start realizing this woman all by herself would defeather these chickens, cut their head off, and then clean them up. Lickety, I mean, she could do it like in minutes. It seemed like. I didn't watch her, but it never took, I know it never took her very long. Because you go back the next day and she'd have 50 chickens ready for you. Like, how does that happen? I've lost my chain of thought. I was going to finish my Jones story, but now I'm worried about the processing time on chickens. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just a German work ethic. I don't know. Do we have but some I'll German t- listeners? I'll t- yeah. Because here, what you do is because, you know, we had the chicken story today about because my boy wants to raise some farm animals. And, and you know, a buddy of mine's got one of those things. I, people call it a trick chicken tractor. I don't know. You ever seen them big cages out there on a, you know, they got two wheels on one end and they, they basically let these chickens sit out there in the yard. You know, they're like an eight oh, by 10 yeah. or eight by 12 yeah, and eat yeah. the bugs and they broadcast a little chicken food. And then every day or two, they move it. So don't kill the grass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and somebody was telling me, well, you know, it's for organic chickens. And I had to tell them, I break their heart and tell them everything that rots is organic. 
and they were going, no, this is GMO free or this is free or free. And, you know, and this is, I mean, this is real organic. And I said, no, if it rots, it's organic. <laughs> so these people that think they're getting something special that they bought this chicken and they've raised it, whatever you, they, they've done, they've done, they've done killed, you know, they've had a thousand generations of this chicken the last 50 years with shit in it. Excuse my language. You know what I mean? You're not getting the damn Jurassic Park chicken that's been out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since it evolved from a dinosaur. But whatever. But the, but here they take them to Amish and Mennonites and pay a couple of bucks to kill them. And, you know, you can bring them, you know, 40, 50 chickens. And, you know, for 100, 125 bucks, you got all these chickens if you're a chicken lover. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you, it's the best chicken you ever well, eat. I got a friend of mine that, yeah, I swears by it. And, and we were yep. trying to decide whether it was something we wanted to do, you know? It is. It, it's, I got to be honest. I mean, those chickens, when we turn around, we, we could, we'd sell them for 10 bucks a piece. And it'd be a whole chicken. And, I mean, they're the best. You know, you get like seven, eight pound chicken for 10 bucks. It's, you know, where it's been. It's, you know, been hand fed basically. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't know what PETA would say about it, but uh, they had a pretty good, they had a pretty good run you know, for six weeks. <laughs> what I wanted to close on was, you know, the, 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 the problem with being up there with some upper classmen in this chicken ranch is, Every once in a while, that machine, the conveyor belt, wouldn't get the egg, right, correctly. Yeah. Okay. So you'd get some 15, 16, 17-year-old senior that, you know, when they weren't not hitting you in the head with a class ring upside down, they would get this <laughs> rotten egg. and throw. They would get this egg, and, and, and sometimes they would single you out, but other times... These things are 200 foot long, 40 foot wide, and there's like a row. There's row, you know. There's there's a there's a there's a, like a hallway with chickens on both sides, and there's four or five lanes down this thing. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So some dude in the far lane, 75 feet away, somebody like you or you know a fledgling Division One athlete, you could throw that egg from so far. They didn't even know who threw it. Does that make sense? <laughs> It went. It was from thirty-five yards downrange and four lanes over. So you can't even get to the end of the lane to run over to look down there to see who threw it in the first place because everybody's trying to get ten, fifteen chickens out at once. And you just be walking in this thing and hit you, but hitting you wasn't as bad as if they hit near you. It was like shrapnel, like yoke shrapnel, because it would hit the screen on a chicken cage between you and the thrower. And it would it would shred that that egg, and it would just it would just splat. You know what I'm saying? You would get splattered. So at the end of the day, everybody smelled like rotten eggs and chicken shit, and had feathers everywhere. And and for forty dollars, for forty bucks, for forty bucks, man. And I'll close it by just saying, I I think her name was. Her last name's Walter. I'd just be glad old lady Walter wasn't in there because I think the hands that she had on her, she's carrying 10 chickens in each hand. Well, I bet you know she what? could throw an egg with either. 
I could probably go to an X-rated version of the story of of the Saturday nights when everybody everybody in this town had forty dollars to spend, <laughs> and they didn't even go home. You couldn't. You didn't even go home and take a shower. You just went up to Dave's pool hall, and and <laughs> stood around the ballpark. Uh-huh. Uh Well, that's the Father's Day special. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>